Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Well, today's message touches the heart of all of us, our need for peace. Yes, the world is full of trials, difficulties, broken dreams, and empty pleasures. And it's always been that way, my friend. King Solomon, with all his wisdom, wealth, and flagrant lifestyle, summed it up in these words, All is vanity and vexation of spirit. A kind of chasing after the wind. Sound familiar? What disappointments have come your way this past week? Did that night in the town really satisfy? Has someone let you down? Have you let yourself down? Ever wonder what life is all about anyway? In today's broadcast, speaker Peter Ramsey looks at the subject of the emptiness of life and the Bible's answer for all of us. Yes, you can know the rest and peace that you're searching for. We trust that today's message will point you to the answer to your innermost need. Be a wonderful night if you left this auditorium saved, sins forgiven, absolutely sure of heaven, to go to sleep tonight knowing that all is well. It is a wonderful thing to be saved. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, for a very beautiful verse. Verse 28, these are the words of the Lord Jesus, come Unto me, all, all. Now that is a pretty big word, isn't it? Come unto me, all, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will. Doesn't say I may give you or I might give you. Come unto me, Jesus said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there someone in this large audience tonight and you have been thinking about your life? You have been thinking about the emptiness of your life? You have been bothered by your sins? You have experimented in the world? You have tried the pleasures of the world and they are like empty bubbles? When you go after them, they burst on you? And you sit in this meeting tonight, and really, you are empty inside. And you say, that's me? Who told you? Because you wouldn't be the first person who experienced emptiness. Because the world out there has nothing to offer you. Just a little bit of fun, a little bit of pleasure for tonight or for the weekend. And then you have to go after something new next weekend. But God is offering you something that will satisfy you in this life and for the eternal ages. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Wouldn't you love everyone to hear that verse? Tom Brady got married. It's a private little ceremony. For those of you who don't know Tom Brady, he's a quarterback. 
And Tom Brady is very successful. And he hobnobs with elite. Presidents invite him to their inaugural and their State of Union addresses. The Pope has invited him for a personal audience. He has multi-million dollar endorsements. But maybe you read the interview or watched the video clip when Steve Croft from CBS interviewed him. 60 Minutes, Steve Croft asked Mr. Brady, with all the successes and with all that he has in life, just how satisfied is he? What did fame and wealth do for you, Mr. Brady? Are you satisfied? And Mr. Brady, Tom said, and I watched the video clip. He said, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what he is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, I think it's got to be more than this. I mean, this isn't, this can't be what is all cracked up to be. Steve Croft then asked him the question, Oh, what's the answer, Tom Brady? And this is where my eyes were melted to tears. If you could have seen the forlorn and the empty look on that football player's face. He just said when he was asked, what's the answer? He said it twice. He said, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I love playing football. I love being quarterback for this team. But at the same time, I think there are a lot of other parts about me that I'm trying to find. Steve Croft said, what's your favorite ring? And he said, my favorite ring? I've always said, you know, always the next one. The next one is the best. Do you think he's satisfied? Are you satisfied tonight? There is only one who can give you satisfaction that will meet the inner needs of your heart. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's inviting you tonight. I don't know what invitations you've received in your lifetime. Maybe you tear open the envelope and you say, yes, invited to the wedding. I've received some invitations. In my former job, I've received invitations. I've received invitation from Prime Minister's office. I received an invitation to attend an Order of Canada award ceremony in Ottawa. And even more exciting, I've received invitations to weddings of people that I love and know. But do you know of all the invitations that I have ever received in life? Do you know the one that surpasses, transcends, eclipses all others? It's this beautiful invitation. Does it mean anything to you tonight? Come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who is saying, come? Oh, there are a lot of voices screaming in your ear tonight. Come with us. Come with me. Don't get serious about this matter of salvation. There's too much yet to live for, too many things to see yet in the world, too many experiences that you haven't tried yet. Come, come, come. And the awful racket going on all around you. Can you just tune them out and tune in tonight to one blessed, gracious come? The greatest wonder to my heart tonight is that knowing what my heart is like, Oh, it's not good. My heart is dark. When I look at the insides of my heart and then I hear the gracious, 
warm invitation from Christ saying, Come, Peter, unto me, all ye that labor. That's a great wonder to my soul, knowing how rotten I am inside. Why isn't Christ saying, Go away from me? I don't want the likes of you. But he's saying, Come, and he's saying, Come to you. You forget about who's sitting beside you tonight. The Savior, lovingly, compassionately, graciously, He is inviting you to come. You say, where do I come? I would like to come tonight. You come to Christ. Not to a church. Not to a mosque. Not to a synagogue. Not to a chapel. Not to a temple. Not to a hall. You come to a person. There is no building and there is no system on earth that can ever meet the inner needs of your soul tonight. Christ alone is the answer. You need Christ this evening. You're looking everywhere else. Look to Christ. He's saying, come unto me. Oh, the simple appeal of that beautiful word, come. Not come to a preacher or to an evangelist. Some of them have great charisma. I was sitting beside another NFL person just in the plane. We happened to be sitting together. He was coming to the big city of Toronto. His job was to manage a very controversial player who was coming to party downtown Toronto for the weekend up from Atlanta. And so he was a manager, and I was sitting next to him. And he said there are some very charismatic evangelists there in the United States. He said, do you know so-and-so? He attracts, I forget how many thousand people to his large facility. He has his own private jet. And then he proceeded to tell me, do you know what symbol he has on his jet? A dollar sign on his jet. And what I said to him, I wish you would take the stroke out of that S instead of a dollar sign. If S was for sinners, that's who Jesus came to save. And that's who we are to preach about. We're not to draw people to our charismatic personalities. Draw people to Christ because he alone is the answer for your life and for eternity. And it is so simple. Come. It's not a maze that he's asking you to walk through. Not a labyrinth. It's not a puzzle he asks you to fit together. It's just so simple. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who can come? Well, we read about them. Heavy laden. That means just burdened down. The pressure. It's all on your shoulder and you toss and turn at night. And when you're in the traffic jams in downtown, your mind is racing and you're thinking, is this all there is to life? No, it's not all there is to life. If you knew Christ, your life would just really start. Who can come? Those who are burdened and distressed with the heaviness and the guilt of their sin. You've been hearing about those who were in the upper echelons of society the elite of society. And then you've been hearing about those who had no difficulty knowing that they had sinned against God. I knocked at a door, just visiting door to door. And after a while knocking, a tall man came to the door, rather disheveled and very unkempt and hair, long hair, and it was, hadn't been washed for a number of days, I'm sure. And he looked at me, and I could tell that he was deeply distressed and burdened. And I said, we're having some gospel meetings just up the street here. 
And he said, look, I'm not interested. That wouldn't be for me if you knew who I was. And he closed the door. I was heading home to PEI, and before I went home, I thought I would knock at his door again because I couldn't get his countenance out of my mind. And I went back and I knocked at the door again, and he answers it, and I, he said, oh, you're back. He says, come in. He said, you know what I was doing the other week when you were here? He said, I had borrowed the neighbor's gun, and I had the barrel in my mouth, and I chickened out. But he said, what is there to live for in life? Come on in. He's 52. He had a wife. He had a daughter. He had a Harley Davidson. He was a trucker, but he became a cocaine addict. He was in prison three times. He lost everything he had. He and his cocaine addict buddies moved under the bridge. They thought, how low can we get? We must move under the bridge where the alcoholics live in our city. And when those cocaine addicts moved under the bridge for shelter, the alcoholics looked at them and said, you, you, we're not going to associate with you. Get out of here. One thought the other was bad. Oh, he lived a hard life. And I said, there's some reason why our paths intersected. I am here to tell you that God loves you. He said, no, no, God doesn't love me. I said, God really wants you to be in heaven. He said, no, God would never want a person like me in heaven. I said, you know about Billy Graham? God loves you as much as he loves Billy Graham. He said, I don't believe it for a minute. If I ever get into heaven, God would have the last seat in the last row. He would pay no attention to me. And oh, just to sit there. I was just back there again and I visited him this year. And he survived the harsh winters with a little space heater in one room. He's not saved yet. But oh, just to pour into his ear. Who can come? You can come. Unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And friend, you can come. You've experienced the emptiness of the world. You have no peace. And you know that you're in your sins. You can come. Have you ever come to Christ? You say, why should I come? I can give you... How much time do we have? I can give you many reasons why you should come. He will give you rest from your sins. Your biggest problem tonight, maybe you have just recently been diagnosed with a dreadful disease. And as great as that physical problem is, and it's very traumatic to be diagnosed with a disease like that, but maybe you feel it's raging through your body, but something that's far worse is the disease of sin. Have you ever faced the reality of sin in your life? You can manage through life with your sins, but do you want to die in your sins? You should come because He will give you rest from your sins. He will give you rest from a troubled conscience. You know the skeletons you have in the closet? You've tried to turn a corner. You've tried to reform your ways. You've tried to turn over a new leaf, as they used to say. And you think that you're starting to make some progress in life. But what about your past? Not until you come to the Lord Jesus Christ as a sinner and trust Him as your Savior will your past be erased. You should come because He will give you rest from your sins. He will give you rest from a troubled conscience. You should come tonight because if you don't come, you're in big trouble. You may turn down other invitations and there will be minimal consequences. But if you turn down the invitation from the nail-pierced hands of the Lord Jesus Christ that are outstretched to you tonight, if you turn them down and say no, 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 do you know what the consequences are? 
a life without Christ and an eternity without Christ in hell. You really should come. I'm looking at teenagers tonight. You need to come. I'm looking at adults and you're living day by day without Christ. You're not ready to go, are you? You need to come. You should come to be relieved of that heavy burden. The penalty of your sin, I'm so glad I can tell you, has been fully paid. You know what's beautiful about Christianity? It's unique in so many ways. But it is the only belief system that acknowledges the real you. You don't have to dress yourself up. There's a lot of self-improvement religions. Go through the steps, climb, climb higher to improve yourself. Christianity allows you to acknowledge the real you. I'm just a sinner. Christianity is the only belief system that offers salvation outside of yourself. You don't look within for salvation. You look to Christ. Have you looked? It's the only belief system that offers you an unconditional remedy. It's a complete gift. It's independent of your works or anything that you may do or try to do. It's a gift. Oh, it costs you nothing to trust Christ this evening, but it costs God everything to provide you the gift of eternal life. That's what the story of the cross is all about. That's why Jesus Christ was crowned with thorns upon the tree. That's why He bore the nails in His hands and in His feet. That's why His back was beaten. That's why His face was bruised. And in those hours on the cross, there was something else that happened. Upon that innocent one, God Himself placed the load of sin upon the innocent Jesus Christ. And rather than the wrath of God falling on Peter Ramsey, the wrath of God, because God so loved the world, fell on Jesus Christ. And He paid the debt in full and He cried, It is finished. And tonight we can tell you that everything has been done. All you need to do is come to Christ. Accept Him as your... You say, how can I come? Accept Him as your Savior. How? You just come in your helpless, hopeless condition. Whether there's opposition facing you, you just come. The honest admission, I am just a guilty sinner. God be merciful to me, a sinner. David Berkowitz is a mass murderer. Sorry to speak about him from the platform, but it also gives me great joy. Quite a few years ago now in New York City, he murdered six people, terrorized the city for a year. He wounded seven others. He was known as the son of Sam. He's serving six life sentences in the Sullivan Correctional Facility in New York. But something wonderful happened to David. A few years after he was in prison, someone handed him a Bible. I know there are phony prison conversions. People wanting to get out on parole and they make a shallow profession. I hope you have something more than a shallow profession. But David Berkowitz realized the awful weight of his sin and the heinous crimes that he had committed. And he was reading in the Psalms, This poor man cried unto the Lord, and the Lord heard him, and the Lord saved him. And he cried unto the Lord. I wrote him. I said, David, what does Jesus Christ mean to you today? He said, The Lord Jesus is my Savior, my hope, and my friend. Experiencing His forgiveness is wonderful. Being able to know Christ is also wonderful. But having him as a faithful and a constant companion who loves me dearly is the best of all. One of my favorite of Scripture passages, he said, can be found in Hebrews chapter 2. 
Here my Savior says that concerning all his blood-redeemed children, he is not ashamed to call them brethren. And this means that the Lord is not ashamed to have such a miserable sinner as I once was, now a part of his family. And then he's got amazing exclamation mark. I asked him, what specifically will you be eternally indebted to Christ? For what? He said, for rescuing my life from destruction, from Satan's grip, for forgiving me all my sins, and for his great mercy. He came as a poor, helpless sinner. And he's one of the few American prisoners who's allowed to maintain a website. They have seen the transforming power of the gospel in his life. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you don't understand the word come, Isaiah 45 is another word. Look! If you don't understand come, the Bible says, look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. John 1 said in verse 12, as many as received him. Did you ever receive him? To As many as received him, to them gave he power, the authority to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. Jesus said in John 7 verse 37, if anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. All metaphors for the transforming power of the gospel. Come unto me. Do you know what Jesus said? If anyone comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Maybe you have come to others. And when just you thought the time had come, that you were going to be accepted, you found out you were rejected. Jesus said, him that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. His arms are wide open this evening to receive you. He loves you. He died for your sins. When should you come? Come now. Now is the time. Will you come or will you say no to the Savior? Our prayer is, you know what it is, that in that seat where you are right now, forget about anyone around you. It's not coming to the front that could never change your life. It's a choice internally made. First, there must be the desire. Only you can do that business with God. But until that transaction is completed, you're vulnerable and you're perishing. Come unto me, Jesus said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, the Lord Jesus said, He that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. The invitation is for you. If you feel your need to have your sins forgiven, why don't you come to Christ today? Tomorrow may be too late, my friend. He stands before you today, now. What a transaction awaits you. Rest in place of unrest. Forgiveness in place of condemnation. Peace in place of turmoil. A certain future in heaven in place of a certain one in hell. Listen again to Christ's words. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls 
Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.